Welcome, Philippa. Can I quickly say a prayer for you before we start? So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for Philippa, and we thank you for this word that she has for us. Open our hearts to receive all that you have for us today. In your name, amen. Thank you so much. Morning again, everybody. Oh, this is nice. It just feels like family, everyone. We're all in together. Um, don't concern yourself with any noise that any of the grown-ups make kids, okay? Don't worry about it. Um, we're all in this uh, together. Hey, today I wanted to, I felt challenged uh, as I was preparing what I wanted to say today, felt challenged uh, by the Lord to remind us, maybe just me, to remind myself, to take a little longer to linger. You know, it's funny how different the celebrations at Christmas of the church can be compared to the way it looks in, in the world. As you might know, the celebration of Christmas in the church actually begins officially on Christmas Day. Before that, it's Advent, uh, which is a time of waiting and preparation, but it's not officially Christmas season yet. But we, in this particular tradition of the church, we're not so good at that bit. Uh, that's not our particular preference. We don't do Advent in a really hardcore way. We kind of jump straight into Christmas um, and get really excited about celebrating that. And we do that for the reason that we want lots of opportunities to welcome and invite people to come and join in uh, with what's going on and to tell the Christmas story. Um, but some churches celebrate Christmas well past even past Epiphany, um, all the way up to Candlemas, which is when the presentation of Jesus at the temple is remembered, which this year is on February the 2nd. So if you see any churches around the local area, I know there are a couple that have still got their Christmas tree up for the whole of January and perhaps into February. Uh, that's why it's because they're celebrating Christmas properly. Um, but you know what? We love, don't we, to rush on to the next thing in our culture, in our society. We love to rush on to the next thing. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I received lots of emails on Christmas Day about the Boxing Day sales starting. Did anyone receive those kind of emails? It's Christmas Day. I'm just about to sit down for my turkey, and I'm already getting emails about the next thing. The Boxing Day sales are coming. New Year is coming. We need to think about our New Year diets, our New Year's resolutions, the goals we're going to set for the, for the coming year. And I'm just trying to sit down and enjoy Christmas. You know your New Year's resolution? Anyone else know their New Year's resolution yet? Some people love to uh, take stock at this time of year, uh, to sit, to reflect, uh, to think back on the year that's gone, uh, the things that have gone well, the things that haven't gone so well, the things that we'd like to change, the goals that we'd like to set, the resolutions that we'd like to make. Uh, but maybe you haven't got there yet. Maybe if you're anything like me, you're just feeling still a little bit bewildered and bedraggled by the season that's just gone. Uh, maybe you're still hoovering up uh, bits of glitter or tinsel from your carpet. Uh, maybe you're still finding bits of wrapping paper underneath the sofa cushions or mince pie uh, foils down the back or whatever it is. Um, you know, maybe you're still feeling a bit upside down and back to front because of the season. You haven't had the time yet to dwell and to think and to reflect on the year that's just gone and to make goals for coming up to 2024. But So wherever you're at on that spectrum... I just wanted us 
to take some time today to linger for just that little bit longer at the manger. We're still in Christmas season, and actually the set reading for today uh, from the Church of England is still a Christmas reading from uh, Luke chapter 2. Let me read that to us. It's Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 15. You can look it up in your Bible if you'd like to. It says this, When the angels had left them, that's the shepherds, and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Let's go and see, the shepherds say to each other. And that's what the whole period leading up to Christmas can be like for us, isn't it? There's so many let's go and see moments. How many of us have been to go and see uh, the lights that decorate Oxford Street or have driven around to go and see uh, the houses that people have decorated or the Christmas trees that people have put up? The nativity scenes that different people have set up outside their homes or outside schools and churches. How many people had to, I mean, got to uh, go and see a children's school production uh, at nursery or at school? Um, Lots of us have been to see, we've gone to see uh, pantos and carol services. This whole season is all about, has been all about, let's go and see. You know, let's go and see what's going on. Let's go in search. And maybe we've been in search uh, of Jesus. Or maybe, if we're honest with ourselves, we've been in search of that tingly, Christmassy feeling which hits at some time around the 15th to the 17th of of December. Or maybe uh, we have been looking for something more in this season. We've been in the let's go and see season. But here we find ourselves now heading into a new year. So what now? What are our responses now as we try and drag ourselves back in to linger in this moment and to contemplate for the new year? As we do begin to think about, head, uh, think about what we want 2024 to be like for us. So I thought we could think about the responses in the, in the reading we've just heard of the shepherds and of Mary to help us to contemplate together what it looks like to linger in this moment, to receive what it is that God has done, not to rush straight on, but to think about what it could look like uh, into the new year as we use these responses to help us. So the first one is this. The shepherds spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. So the angels have visited the shepherds. They rush off to go and find the child. 
Uh, they go and see, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened. They see the baby, and when they'd seen him, it says they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So they see, they receive this amazing thing that God told them was going to happen. And they immediately go and spread the word. They go and tell everyone. And everyone who hears it is amazed. All who heard it, it says. The shepherds were going to see something that the Lord had told him about, told them about through angels. The Lord had used angels to share with the shepherds the things that they were going to see. I wonder if we could think for a moment, what... Or who has God used to tell you about Jesus? What or who has God used in in this last year or in your life maybe to tell you, to remind you about Jesus, to show you what it is that you are going to see about him? This is a good time of year to look back on that and to thank God for the people and the circumstances that he's put in your life that have pointed to Jesus again, that have helped you to remember again who Jesus is and who you are in him. And you know what? When we receive Jesus afresh or when we experience him or when we read more of him again or when we meet him in worship or when he meets us in our needs... We are given stories and tales and testimonies to tell of his goodness that we get to share with other people. And I think this is a challenge to us again going into the new year that we need to get rid of the idea in our heads that what we share about Jesus is going to embarrass people or make people think that we're weird or make people offended. We need to rid ourselves or ask the Holy Spirit to rid us of that fear that when we share about Jesus that that's what people's responses will be because in this story the shepherds go and share with everyone and it says everyone who they told was amazed it doesn't say some people who they told were amazed and some people were offended and some people told the shepherds to go away it says everyone was amazed And I'm not saying that everyone you tell about Jesus or about what he's done for you is going to be amazed or is going to respond in that way. But I am asking us to remember again that lots of people might be. You know, we have an opportunity to share that the living God wants to know us, that he loves us. And not only that, but that he's done everything necessary that we might have relationship with him. And we get to share testimony, share story of the things that he's doing in our lives, the ways that he's answering our prayers, the ways that he's changing things in the world around us. We get to share those things and point them out to people. What a challenge that is for us. Let's remember in this season going forward that not everybody who we share it with is going to be offended or embarrassed. People might just be amazed. Let's dare to believe that this morning. I think here at SPS, we are really good at the invitation. We're so good at inviting people to come and join in with things. 
like you can tell that because of the way that we run things and the way that um, when you rock up to stuff, there's just a bunch of people there that you don't know. You know, we had 1,100 people come to our fireworks party. We've had hundreds and hundreds of people come through the door for all sorts of events uh, and services over Christmas who normally don't come through the church. We are so good at the invitation. Let's keep doing that, shall we? Let's keep inviting people to come and join in with what God is doing here. But let me encourage us too, as we step into a new season together, that we have the opportunity to be even bolder with our words. We're already really bold with our invitation, but let's continue to grow in being bolder with our words, with boldly sharing what it is that Jesus has done for us, who he is, what it's all about and what it means to us, the impact that it has on our lives. I was really challenged by Aaron's message. Remember when Aaron from the message came to speak to us a few weeks ago uh, during our rhythm series? And um, go back and, and listen to that on our YouTube channel if you haven't had a chance yet. Um, it's an amazing message as he encouraged us in the area of mission and evangelism. The tool that most of us have, the tool that we get to have is to invite people to come and join us around the table and share hospitality with one another. Whether it's just, you know, a cup of tea and a biscuit or a meal or whatever it is, we have an opportunity to invite people into our lives. The invitation is there, but let's push in and commit in this next year to being even bolder with the stories that we tell, with the testimonies that we share. As we gather people in our homes, as we gather people at events that we put on here, um, or in whatever way we're meeting with people, uh, let's commit in 2024 to be people who are bolder, even bolder, with sharing the word of God with those we love. Because we want to know them, uh, we want them to know Jesus, to understand who he is and who they are in him. So the shepherds were amazed and they went and spread the word and everyone else was amazed. But Mary's response was different. It says Mary uh, took all these things into her heart and pondered them. She reflected on them. And the question that I'm asking you this morning is what is it that you are pondering in your heart after the Christmas season? What is it that struck you afresh about Jesus as we've gathered and worshipped and thought about him, remembered him? What is it that stuck with you or that struck you for the first time that you've not thought about before about Jesus? Or have you had that moment yet? Have you had the moment during this season where uh, something has struck you anew that hadn't struck you before about Jesus or where the Holy Spirit has tugged on your heart a little bit and reminded you of a particular part of, of the Christmas story that reminds us of who God is, the amazing God that he is who sent his son. And also, are you looking out for pondering in other people too? If you invited somebody to come along to any of our uh, Christmas events or services, Maybe it's time to ask them what they thought of it. What did you think about that? What did it make you think about? What did it make you ponder? Maybe it's time to ask them that question, to be bold in asking them that question. Or maybe we need to ask that question of ourselves or of those around us. What is it that you are pondering after all of the things that we've heard and told in this Christmas season?
and I'd love to invite you as well. There's an opportunity uh, to invite people along to continue pondering, uh, to come and join in with Alpha in the new year. We're going to be launching a new Alpha series um, in January. And if you've never done Alpha before, uh, it's a great moment to come and ponder together. It's an opportunity to come, uh, have a meal uh, and ponder on the meaning of life together, to explore the Christian faith in a group um, and to have a really great time pondering and reflecting together. So if you've never done Alpha before or you've never invited anyone to come along, uh, I'd love you to consider that. Uh, for the new year and I'm going to be giving you more information about Alpha um, as, as we go into the new year and look out for it in your emails as well but I'd love you to think about that if you're pondering something if you've got an itching question or you know that people around you have got ponderings that they haven't had answered yet uh, Alpha is a really great opportunity to invite people to do that I definitely want to make more time for pondering in 2024 I don't know about you I want to make more time for asking the question, what is God saying? Or even, what has God said? Often we can spend our time uh, uh, sort of waiting for messages from the Lord to fall from the sky. Uh, And he is gracious to us and he speaks to us and he is alive. Uh, But let's not forget too to ponder on the things that God has said to us by other people in his word. I want to spend more time pondering that in 2024. So the shepherds spread the word. Mary pondered these things in her heart. Uh, And then it also says that on their way back to their flocks, the shepherds glorified and praised God for everything that they had seen. We are called to be people who worship. And never more than when we've seen God move. It's really important that we take time to look back at our year or look back at the season that's just gone before us. And to spot the moments, not to miss the moments where we've seen God move. And then our response is to glorify him, to praise him, to worship him. Our contemplations, our ponderings should lead us to worship. It says they worshipped for all the things that they had heard and seen. So finally, I want to encourage us uh, this morning as we head into 2024, but as we take this time today just to linger that little bit longer, to make time and space to worship the living God, to worship the God who we have encountered in Jesus in this season where we've celebrated his coming to be with us. In 2024, let me encourage you, make time to commit to coming to church, to worship with other people. Make time to commit to getting other people together to worship with you. Maybe you need to make a playlist of all of those worship songs that have been getting you going recently and play it regularly in your home Play it when you're in the shower. Play it when you're getting dressed, when you're making your cup of tea in the morning. Worship with your kids and with your friends and with the people around you. Worship in your home. Not just singing, although singing is great and important, but praying in thankfulness. 
<coughs> excuse me, sharing with one another our good stories, our testimonies of what God has done and praising him in response. So this morning, as we linger just for that little bit longer before the new year comes, before the fireworks go off and before we make our goals and celebrate for what's coming ahead in the new year, I'd love you to remember, if you can, commit in this coming year to spreading the word about what you have seen about God in this season. Ponder these things in your heart. Reflect on them. Reflect on who Jesus is and what he's done. And let's respond in worship. Let's commit to being a people who respond in worship to God's goodness in this coming year. Why don't we stand together, if you're able to. I'm going to finish off by praying over us um, the prayer that Paul prays in his letter to the Colossians. We started, I don't know if you remember, back at the beginning of September, we started with this prayer uh, as Phil encouraged us uh, to walk in a worthy way. And I'd love to pray this over us as we head into the new year. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. And we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen.